Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Final hour and a lot going on as we approach the NFL trade deadline. The Packers seemingly, rumor-wise, trying to get better. We'll see if they can. Meanwhile, they've got a few more guys on the COVID list that will not be playing on Thursday night if, indeed, this game does get played. Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good, naturally carbonated, gluten-free, and includes no artificial flavors. Go to BudLight.com for all the details. We bring him in now, our good friend of show and good guy in general, Hub Arkish, executive editor of Pro Football Weekly, Westwood One, and down there with 670 the score out of Chicago. Hub, how you doing? I am good, Bill. How are you doing? We're doing well. Um, so a lot of rumors floating around out there right now about the Packers trying to get better, possibly adding a guy like Will Fuller, uh, the wide receiver from the Houston Texans. And uh, at least the rumor says a second-round draft choice. Now, the question I ask is how close do you think the Green Bay Packers are to being able to get to a Super Bowl hub, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I don't think they're a real contender right now, Bill, as long as that defense is where it's at. I understand the desire uh, and the need to add more weapons for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Will Fuller for a second-round pick is, is not a unreasonable price, and, and it certainly makes sense. Um, but I just don't think it addresses the Packers' greatest needs. Now, that obviously assumes uh, you know, that Aaron Jones can get healthy and that Jamal Williams can get healthy. Um, and the David Bakhtiari can get healthy. Right. Uh, I, I think I think the defense, the defense, there are. I don't see any answers there. I, I know this kid Jamal Martin was playing, and, and we'll see if he's any good inside. Never really believed that the in, in essence trade of Blake, Blake Martinez for Christian Kirksey was such a good idea. Obviously, it wasn't a trade. Um, they're they're not stout enough up the middle, you know. And, and that defense has been exposed uh, kind of over and over the last couple of years. Uh, uh, yeah, they can do some great things when the Smith brothers get going, uh, but but you got to be able to play complete defense. And, and so if I was uh, Brian Gutenkunst right now and I was thinking about maneuvering today, I, I'd be looking for some help up the middle of that defense uh, before I'd be looking at Will Fuller. 
Which is a very fair argument. I, I agree with you. I said there's three obvious holes. You either need some additional beef up front to he- help Kenny Clark. You need a, another linebacker, or you need a weapon or two or three that's going to make this the most high-powered offense in all of football to just simply outscore people and then have uh, opponents play from behind so this team can pin its ears back and not have to worry about the run. So uh, I, I did want to ask you this because I, I was anxious to get you on. We have been told at times that, you know, maybe we in the media here in Wisconsin value the middle linebacker maybe more so than the Packers do. And you've seen, uh, living in Chicago, obviously a lot of great middle linebacking play. So how valuable, in your opinion, is the middle linebacker on a defense? Well, you know, very. uh, But obviously in today's NFL, first of all, it really depends whether you're playing you know, a, a base three, four, four, three, if you've got two guys on the inside as opposed to that one big stud, and, and that is what the Packers would need, you know, or, or are looking for. Um, and you look around the teams that have gone with this trend back to the three, four, and the ones that have these great pairs of inside linebackers like the Bears with Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan and, uh, you know, the Bucks now with Devin White and, and, and Levante David inside. Um, you know, the, these are amongst the top defenses in the NFL. And so it's critical. And one of the reasons is because you're talking about these guys who aren't just stout against the run, but are four down linebackers. You know, they can stay on the field. They, they don't have to come in and out in the sub packages. And so um, it's an area that the Packers have just not placed a priority on uh, in a number of years. And the defense has struggled for a number of years. So I, I don't think you can overstate the importance of it. Um, looking at the offense, now you had mentioned, you know, it's not uh, an unfair price to ask for a second-round draft choice for Will Fuller. And I have been impressed with the offense. When it goes, it goes. It's It's got a lot of motion, uh, motion a lot of movement. It's going to many different guys. It's many different guys contributing. Um, but with injuries and such, it's become a little bit one-dimensional with more so Devontae Adams. If this Packers team does add, say, a guy like Will Fuller. I still think they have the same problems defensively, but philosophically speaking, does adding a, an offensive weapon, is that your only way you feel of actually overcoming some of your ineptitude on defense because you can outscore people and force them to throw the ball against you, therefore negating a run defense? Well, I, I, I think I hear you. You know, there are some teams that want to espouse that philosophy, but I think it's a fool's paradise. You, you, you don't negate a run defense by – you know, being able to throw the ball so well or, or coming in and, and, and you know, daring uh, teams to throw against you and getting into a shootout. Bill, at the end of the day, I, I realize that these high-powered offenses are all in vogue, but but I don't think anybody has yet proven that you don't still win defense with running games, uh, win championships with running games and defense. Uh, yeah, you know, you can be the Chiefs and, and, and have that offense, but, you know, when, when it was time to go out and win that football game, it was Damian Williams on the ground. Uh, and, and their defense stepped up and shut down Jimmy Garoppolo, and they won a Super Bowl. You go back the year before, you know, you think about the Patriots, they win a 13-3 to Super Bowl. Uh, you, you can look at a lot of these playoff games in recent years. You can win a lot of shootouts in the regular season, but, man, that is tough to do three times in a row uh, in the postseason, and I just don't think it's the road to a championship. Is Aaron Rodgers having uh, one of those qualifying? I'm not saying he's the front runner, but is he having one of those qualifying MVP seasons? Uh, qualifying, yes, he certainly is, is significantly trailing Russell Wilson right now. Uh, you know, as is everybody. I think. <laughs> you know, yeah. What Russell Wilson is doing is just unbelievable. Right. 
Um, uh, and, and there'll be a few other names out there, but, but I think Rogers, Rogers is in the conversation with that group of probably three or four that are behind Russell Wilson right now, in my estimation. Mike Pettin's defense under a lot of, uh, scrutiny, I guess, and the, the screams here, and you know this, every time, you know, you get a loss, everybody wants the coaches fired. Give me your thoughts on Mike Pettin as the defensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. I think he's done a really good job with what he's got to work with, you know, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not faulting the Packers front office. I mean, you know, all you got to do is look at their track record and how many seasons they've been contenders have been in the playoffs in recent years. They obviously know what they're doing, but because they're that good, the conversation isn't always about being a playoff contender. It's about how do you take the next step and win a Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I thought when they drafted Rashawn Gary, it was, it was a really curious pick. And I'm a Michigan alum who watched that kid underachieve for three years in Ann Arbor. Um, and, and, and he's a great kid. You know, he might figure it out. But he's not a great fit in their defense. In a 3-4, he should be playing a stand-up right end position in a 40 front, you know, and trying to make him an outside rush linebacker. You're not seeing tremendous results there. That was, what, the 12th or 13th pick overall in the draft. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I, I love the way they compete. Um, I, I think as far as Mike Patton, though, you know, the, the signing of the two Smiths, proved to be very, very good signings. I had my doubts because they had not produced to that level. On the other hand, I think they're pretty clearly overpaying Adrian Amos right now. I'm a little disappointed. I thought Darnell Savage was going to be special at that other safety spot. That hasn't started to happen yet. Um, but, but beyond that, you know, after all those years of drafting one cornerback after another, um, you know, they're, they're still a little sketchy at cornerback. And inside linebacker just has not been addressed properly. So I think, you know, working with what he has – he makes the best of it most of the time, but when he gets in with one of these high-powered offense or with a quarterback who can read defenses and knows the games he's going to try and play, uh, look at the Bucks game and Tom Brady, you know, that's what's going to happen. Um, Hub, I wanted to ask you, because I want to look down south in your neck of the woods down in Chicago, because that's the team that right now is on the heels of the Green Bay Packers. So you tell me how real the Bears are. I mean, I know there's been a lot of quarterback controversy and talk about flipping back to Trubisky, which I think is a little bit ridiculous. But that being said, you tell me where the Bears are at right now as far as their ability to rise in the division and rise within the NFC. Well, you know, the offense, it's funny. Everybody talks about the Bears' offense not having any weapons, and that's really not true. Uh, Allen Robinson is a legit number one receiver, and you've now got this rookie, Darnell Mooney, and the third-year kid, Anthony Miller. There's a solid two and three in there somewhere. Um, uh, you know, Cole Komet will see. You know, he's shown some flashes, but then he had a rough game Sunday against the Saints. But And David Montgomery is a legit number one running back. The problem is that they have the worst offensive line in football when all five starters are playing, and three of them are out with injury right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're, they're using that as an excuse for Nick Foles. But when you watch the tape, Foles has been terrible. Foles' clock is off. You know, most of his mistakes are coming from anticipating pressure, not from the actual pressure. Um, and that's, that's why they embarrassed themselves in Los Angeles on Monday night. They actually played better against the Saints. They figured out some things scheme-wise, and they should have won that football game, you know. And so you look at where they're at, you know, so now they've lost to the five and two Saints. They've lost to the five and two Colts uh, and, um, and and the, what, five and three Rams. There's not a bad loss in there. They have a good win over the Bucks. Um, you know, the Panthers were 500 when they beat them. So what they've got is one of the three or four best defenses in the league. 
that can't win games by itself. You know, it, it's the same thing as what we're talking about with the Packers offensively. Packers can beat anybody offensively, but but there's going to be days when they get out there and the defense can't just just can't do enough. The Bears can beat a lot of teams defensively, but there's days when the offense well the offense never gives them anything. So. I will tell you, I disagree with you, Bill. I, I, I listen. There's no quarterback controversy at this point. Trubisky has not lived up to billing, and Nick Foles is who we we should have known he was. He's the best backup quarterback in the NFL. You look at that 2013 uh, Pro Bowl season. That was coming off the bench week six after Mike Vick hurt his shoulder, and he was incredible for 11 games or whatever it was. You look at the Super Bowl season. It was coming off the bench the last five games of the year, and he was incredible. He comes off the bench for the Bears week three plays outstanding against Atlanta, and ever since as the starter, he's been awful, and he's been worse than Trubisky because the difference is that he gives them no mobility whatsoever. And what he's supposed to do well, which is read defenses and be accurate, isn't happening. So I think they have to give Trubisky another shot just to see if even if he's as bad as Foles throwing the ball, giving them that option of his legs that that they can find some more things to do with that that offense. Because really it's a shame. This defense is good enough to go deep in the playoffs, but I don't even know if they make the playoffs the way this offense is playing right now. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for joining us a couple of minutes, uh, Hub, and uh, we'll talk more down the road, okay? All right, Bill. Take care, buddy. Thanks, pal, so much. There you go. That is Hub Arkish joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Or go to schneiderjobs.com. Uh, hey, I'll tell you this. Um, there's somebody else talking about the possibility of a trade to the Green Bay Packers. And you're going to be interested to hear what he has to say. That's going to be next. Also, the football frenzy's right around the corner. we got a lot still yet to go. Hang in there. More of the Bill Michael Show next. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Well, if you haven't checked it out already, Will Fuller, his Twitter account, has Spanky from our gang with his hand under his chin and his fingers tapping the desk as if to say, okay, well, well, what's going to happen? What's going on? He's wondering like the rest of us what's going to end up happening out of all of this. We'll talk more about it coming up. But right now, Radio Joe Zenzola wants to tell us about his buying experience. Well, before I do, I just want to say this is absolute comedy watching this stuff on Twitter. I, it is I, right I just, now, isn't it? I, this is so much fun. This is when Twitter's at its best because we are watching the drama before our very eyes up in Green Bay. Like, I, I'm just – Bill, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I just don't expect this team to make a trade. Like, I just don't expect them to make a move here before the deadline. I, I just yeah. – I, I mean, unless Matt LaFleur can really go out of his way and somehow convince Brian to do this, I, this is – this is par for the course, man. I'm just, I'm just right. so frustrated, because really what it's telling me is we're just gonna waste another season, especially with Aaron Rodgers playing at an MVP level. Like I, I just, I mean, to me that's just so irresponsible. Right. Nope. I'm uh, I'm in agreement with you. I'm I'm getting a little bit frustrated right now, to be honest with you. All right. No doubt. Well, he, he, here's a deal that 
is worth doing, and it's worth doing every darn time. And that's going over to my friends at Hyundai West Dallas and getting a new car. That's what you should be doing. It's a no-brainer, unlike what the what the green and gold are thinking right now. It just blows my mind. But, yes, Hyundai West Dallas, they are the number one overall store for customer satisfaction, and you'll see what they're doing in their showroom and service drive. Uh, you'll figure out what exactly they're trying to accomplish. First of all, they want to make sure you're safe. Uh, they take your safety very seriously. You know when you walk in, everyone's wearing masks. They're wiping everything down. Showroom is always being clean. They will t- take this as seriously as possible. And and that's that's what it's all about right now because we want to feel safe wherever we go out in public, especially now in Wisconsin with COVID cases going up. And don't forget, guys, if you forget your mask, they will take care of you. They have free masks there. They ain't going to charge you. So why do I say all this? Well, it's pretty easy. It's just one more reason why you need to get your new car from Hyundai West Dallas. They have the lowest prices in town, the best inventory, and are the most respectful when it comes to your safety. And they even have discounted prices. 2021 Hyundai Palisade. Those are really, really nice. They are the best-selling SUV around. Hyundai West Dallas located just off of Highway 100 in West Dallas. Quick 15-minute ride from Waukesha, say downtown Milwaukee. And when you go in, if you mention my name, Joe Zenzola or Radio Joe, you will receive an additional $500 off any new or used vehicle in their inventory. Hyundai West Dallas, where their ordinary needs to be extraordinary. 855-830-8648. You want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so because uh, we got a lot to discuss still. However, however, we got to do the frenzy. Let's do that. Russ looks. He's going to lay it up over the top. He's got a man down there. It's Metcalf. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Another big football weekend. Give to Gurley. Dives over the pile. Stood up and is into the end zone anyway for the Falcons. Touchdown. Time to look around the rest of the league. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Lance into the end zone. Touchdown, Zuckers. Listen, he faked you. He faked faked me. He faked everybody. This is the football frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Here's the flip to McCaffrey. Caffrey to the right, picks up a good block from Moten and scores. Touchdown, Carolina. Second down, handoff, Elliott banging at the goal line. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. Touchdown, Cowboys. That's not something you're hearing a whole lot of this season, are you? Ha, <laughs> ha. Got the Bills and the Patriots. Zach Moss has his third, well, excuse me, his three-yard touchdown run. Here you go, CBS. Mr. Formation. Moss breaks a tackle. Driving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Touchdown, Buffalo. Moss had a couple of them in that contest, and that one made it 14-6. to Went on to be a, uh, a Buffalo win in 24-21, and the Patriots have now lost four straight. Josh Allen, 11-18, 154 yards, sacked one time and threw a pick. Not a great day, but Cam Newton... 15 to 25, 174 yards, no picks, no interceptions. He also uh, ended up running the ball for 54 yards, but he continues to put the ball on the ground, and that is part of his problems. When you talk about the fumbles and turning the ball over, yep, did it again in this contest. They end up losing. Cam Newton not having a good season, not what he expected. Then you got the Bengals and the Titans. Joe Burrow continues to uh, set the Queen City on fire as uh, he ends up hitting with Tyler Boyd for the seven-yard score. Is why Tennessee has struggled to get off the field. Bengals haven't had too many fourth-quarter leads. Burrow's pass to the end zone. Caught Boyd. Touchdown. 
31 to 20 Cincinnati. They knock off the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry still ran for over 100 yards and a touchdown, but Tannehill, 18 of 30, 233 yards, did throw a costly pick as well. But Joe Burrow, 26 of 37, 249 yards, a couple of touchdowns, no picks, 106.7 quarterback rating. Giovanni Bernard, 62 yards on 15 carries and a score as well. So uh, the Bengals get off the schneid a little bit for their second win of the season. Then you continue on. you got the Colts and the Lions. Uh, Hines not only scores a touchdown, but also shows he could complete the U.S. gymnastics, compete with the U.S. gymnastics team because he sticks the landing. First and ten. Rivers, he's got Hines. Great catch by Hines inside the ten. Hines spins to the pylon. Touchdown! Oh, yeah! Do your cartwheel! You deserve it after that spin move! He stocked the landing, courtesy of CBS. The Colts get the win, 41-21 over the Lions. Colts go to 5-2. Lions go to 3-4. Just can't climb over that 500 mark. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes and Tariq Hill, they hook up for a 41-yarder. They get a deal with Rolex. Here goes Mahomes downfield for Hill. He's got him. Touchdown. He beats Austin. 41-yard Touchdown throw. Mahomes has thrown five touchdowns today at the Jets. How about that? Five touchdowns, 35-9, to nine, not even a contest. Chiefs go to 7-1. and one. The Jets winless on the season at 0-8. Derek Carr finds Hunter Renfro for this one. Here it is. 15th play of this Las Vegas drive. Renfro in motion. Third down. Carr to Renfro sliding across the goal line with a later touchdown. And it ends with a Raider touchdown on CBS right there. 16-6, the final, the Raiders. They get the win going into Cleveland. Baker Mayfield, 12-25, 122 yards, but zip and zip in the touchdown interception column. Meanwhile, Kareem Hunt, 14 carries, 66 yards. Not a bad day, but Derek Carr, 15-24, 112 yards, a touchdown, 87.5. They uh, Jacobs, by the way, 128 yards on the ground, on the ground. So there you go. And he ended up running for 4.1 yards per carry. They controlled the clock with 31 carries, 45 total carries on the day for the Raiders who get the win. And, by the way, the Raiders on the day go to 4-3. and three. The Browns now sitting at 5-3 and three after getting off to that fast start. Dolphins and the Ram, former Badger Andrew Van Ginkle recovers the ball in the strip sack and takes it to the house. Hit. Ball comes loose. Dolphins have it. Across midfield, it's Van Ginkle. And he will take it all the way for a Dolphins score. For a Dolphins score on Fox with the call, by the way. And the Dolphins get the win. Five and three the Rams are. Four and three the Dolphins are. 28 to 17 the final in that contest. And meanwhile, you've got Tua. Tua making his debut going 12 of 22, 93 yards and a touchdown. Not a bad day, but nothing he had to do going crazy or anything like that. A couple of carries getting outside of the pocket, but no big deal. Meanwhile, Jared Goff, 35 of, get this, 61, 355 yards, threw a touchdown, but he threw two, count them, two interceptions in the contest, and the Rams fall 28-17. There you have it. Then you've got the Steelers and the Ravens. Big Ben has his go-ahead touchdown, and it's a pass to Chase Claypool. Juju having a big game for the Steelers. Their offense inept early, but now has kind of caught its rhythm. First and goal at the eight. Ben stays empty. Baltimore shows blitz. 
Ben back, pops, throws for the end zone. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. And on the out cut to the right, it's Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, we'd love to see him in a Packers uniform and Juju Smith-Schuster in a Packers uniform. They just keep finding these young wide receivers that contribute. Meanwhile, the uh, on the Steelers radio network there, by the way, Steelers 28-24, they get the win over the Ravens. Steelers still undefeated, the only undefeated team in the National Football League that nobody talks about. Ravens go to 5-2 and two on the day uh, with that loss. Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson, 13 of 28, 208 yards, two touchdowns, but again, two picks, nowhere near his MVP season from last season. And Ben Roethlisberger, he keeps on getting it done. 21 of 32, 182 yards, a couple of touchdowns, 101.3 quarterback rating. He is just uh, keeping on, keeping on. When he's healthy, he's as good as anybody out there, without a doubt. Then you've got the Saints and the Bears. Will Lutz, it's the game winner. All right, Will Lutz set to kick. Thomas Morstead, the holder. Zach Wood, the long snapper. Snap looks good, holds down, kick is up, and it is through the uprights, and the New Orleans Saints are going to win one in overtime here in Chicago. There you have it on the Saints Radio Network. Five and two the Saints are. Five and three the Bears are. 26-23 the final in that contest. Not a great day for Nick Foles. He's got 28 of 41, 272 yards. Did throw a pick, a couple of touchdowns. Meanwhile, Drew Brees, uh, 31 of 41, two touchdowns. Sacked only once, 280 yards. Quarterback rating of 109.8. Alvin Kamara, only 67 yards. I mean, the Bears were defensively able to kind of shut him down, but he still averaged over 5.6 yards per carry but he had 96 yards on nine catches. He's the one that sincerely moved the sticks for the Saints who walk away with a victory. Then you've got the Seahawks and the 49ers. DK Metcalf with a 46-yard touchdown reception on Fox. A crisp-looking drive here. And open inside the 35. Metcalf all the way inside the 20. DK Metcalf, and that's going to be a Seahawk touchdown. Wow. 37-27, the Seahawks get a win. They go to 6-1 and one in the NFC. Uh, 49ers go to 4-4. Four and four. They lose Garoppolo. They lose Kittle. Both of those guys out four weeks minimally. So the Packers are going to catch them at a good time as they got the quick turnaround. In the meantime, the Broncos and the Chargers, Drew Locke hooks up with K.J. Hamler. Talk about this in the end zone as time expires. Gordon in the backfield with Locke. Locke going to roll and throw. No, it's ruled incomplete. One official ruled incomplete. And now they've changed it. I think he got both feet down. That was that was a good throw. I think KJ Hamler gets both feet down in There you go. It uh, eventually did count. And listen, they actually have a crowd out there. How about that? 31-30 as time expires, the Broncos get the win. On CBS, and uh, they go to three and four. The Chargers sit at two and five. You got the Eagles and the Cowboys in a craptastic performance. Another former Badger, TJ Edwards, had the strip sack. Rodney McLeod takes it 53 yards the other way on NBC. Showing blitz here. They come again, and look out, and down he goes. Ball is out again. And the Eagles, on what appears to be a live ball, McLeod is going to take it all the way to the end zone. So T.J. Edwards came in, sacked him, extracted the ball, and the question is, was anybody touched? Yep, that ended up standing. And that's the way, and that was on NBC, by the way, 23-9. The Eagles now take over commanding lead, which is just terrible over there in the NFC East. 3-4-1, and one, and they're running away with the division. The Cowboys go to 2-6, and 23-9. 
again that score. Buccaneers and Giants. Tom Brady to Mike Evans. Touchdown on the Buccaneers radio. From the nine-yard line, Brady lob pass. Back shoulder toward Mike. He makes the catch as he inbounds. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a catch by Evans. Perfect throw by Brady. And the Buccaneers are now 22 for 22 on goal to go. That from the nine-yard line. Bucks take the lead. Tom Brady, 28 of 40, 279 yards. A couple of touchdown passes in that contest. And there you have it. That is your frenzy. Buccaneers 6-2, and two, Giants 1-7. and seven. Let's do this. We're going to walk away. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the trade deadline. It appears Will Fuller, like the rest of us, we're waiting to find out what happens. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. We are glad you are with us. Bill Michael Show, we continue on. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Chime in. We want to hear from you. So let me get you caught up here, okay, on a couple of different things. First of all, uh, we know that A.J. Dillon had tested positive for COVID. We know that uh, Jamal Williams and Kamal Martin hang out with him. So they have now been put on the COVID list. They are not eligible to come back until Saturday, okay, which means they're out for this upcoming game on Thursday night, as is, um, as is A.J. Dillon. So that's the news uh, regarding the team here in the now. So in addition to that, we're waiting to find out if, indeed, the Packers make a deal. There's a lot of rumors out there about Will Fuller, okay? Now the rumor coming out of Green Bay is that Matt LaFleur wants him, and it's, quote, upper management at the, quote, highest levels, are, they, they can't agree. So whether it's Gutekinds that wants to do it and Russ Ball says no or, or Gutekinds doesn't want to do it because a second-round draft choice is too high for a guy that's only good through the end of the season, whatever it happens to be, they're, they're in discussion about this, or at least that's the rumor coming out of Green Bay. Okay, now it, it could be Russ Ball that wants to do it and maybe Gutekinds doesn't. He values it. Who knows? Okay, who knows? Is Will Fuller worth spending a second-round draft choice on? Basically a rental player, a player you, you most likely can't resign next year. Okay, is that's where the Packers are at in all of this. Okay? So do you feel, and it seems to be actually split, believe it or not. It seems to be actually split. Some say, no, that's too high. Others say, no, you got to go for it. So now the question is, do you go for it? Do you go for it? 855-830-8648. Now, let me throw another monkey wrench into the whole situation here. Now, do you go in a different direction? Do you go in a different direction? Do you go, say, as, as Habarkis said, look, you can give another, philosophically, you can give another weapon to Aaron Rodgers and have this offense just simply, quote, outscore teams. So, therefore, teams have to throw the ball, which pretty much negates 
the run defense. Okay? Do you do that? Is that the philosophy? Or if you feel that Will Fuller is too much for a second-round draft choice, would you rather go in the Quinn and Williams direction if indeed the Jets – but, uh, again, Jason Lacafora didn't th- seem to think the Jets were going to trade Quinn and Williams. But if that indeed is available option, do you then give the second-round draft choice to a guy that you're going to be able to bring under, under a rookie contract to keep for more years and try to shore up your defense? A lot of interesting scenarios. Kirk sends us uh, a tweet that says, trade for Will Fuller right now. Give the Houston Texans any pick they want. It's not like the Packers do anything productive with their picks anyway. I See, I, I get the frustration that you're stating that. Okay, but they do have productive draft picks. Okay, you can't say that the draft picks are, are not, you know, not decent, okay? You can look at a guy like, say, Darnell Savage Jr., who's been good. Elkton, Elkton Jenkins has been really good, okay? You can't deny that, all right? Jay Alexander, really good. Josh Jackson has come on, but you go for through that 2018 draft, Kendall Donerson, Hunter Bradley, James Looney, Equinemi St. Brown, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. You did have J.K. Scott, and he's been a pretty solid punter. Cole Madison, Jamon Moore, Oren Burks. All those draft choices, short of Jair Alexander and Josh Jackson. All those. Come on. Come on. Then you go to 2019. Ty Summers, seventh round. Dexter Williams, Kadar Holman, sixth round. Kingsley Kiki, who has played better. But how big of an impact player, you know, you can question that. Fifth round. Jay Sternberger in the third round. But then you got Jenkins and Darnell Savage Jr. Your number one draft choice there was Rashawn Gary, who's been okay. But you get, again, two guys out of a draft. Then this one, obviously, Jordan Love's not even suiting up. A.J. Dillon has had minimal carries. Josiah DeGuara is out. There's Kamal Martin, who it looks as if he's a, a, a decent find when it comes to being a linebacker, but he's your fifth-round draft choice. You don't know what you got in Runyon and Hanson and stuff because you're just not seeing these guys right now. Garvin has played okay, but it's not like you're getting. It's not like you're giving away. You're picking up Pro Bowler after Pro Bowler after Pro Bowler. You know what I'm saying? Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. So now you're caught up. All right. Uh, by the way, one other piece of news was the Badgers today are still going to continue to pause the football program, and the game against Purdue has been canceled. So now you're caught up. So let's do this. We'll step away, come back, get the phone calls before we get out of here. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical. Give them a call. One phone number, 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. They can get you back in the game with weight loss, with ED treatments. They can get you with low T treatments for better mental clarity, better mood, better stamina, that type of thing. If you're over the age of 30, go in and get checked. Just give them a call. Consultation right there on the phone is free. You know, call them, 414-455-4451. It's 414-455-4451. We'll uh, close things out with your phone calls next on the Bill Michael Show. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show on the air. We are glad you are with us. Man, what a day. What a day. Waiting for the Packers to do something at this point, right? Going to happen? What do you think? Think the Packers are going to make a move? 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. You want to chime in, go ahead and do so. Uh, don't forget about our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Go to vanhornauto.com. That's vanhornauto.com. And uh, they are tremendous, tremendous people out there. Let's get back to the phone calls. Carl on the south side. Carl, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on? What's going on, Bill? How are you? Doing well today. What's up? Listen, the Packers aren't going to do nothing. They're always going to be front runners. Um, fans, I've told you guys this. We have to stop spinning with these guys. They don't care. They are not winners. They are pretenders. They do not want to win. The nerve of the front office to say that they don't think that that's good, like that's not a good deal to trade a second round. You have to understand, Packers, because we are always in the playoffs, we're going to have crappy picks no matter what. That's what plagues us. It's like because we're so good but we're not that good enough to get over the hump, the nerve of you to actually believe that your pick actually matters. You always do the same thing. It's the same it's the same story with them. But it's just it's so out in the open. I've never seen so much media coverage clamoring for the front office to go and get Aaron Rodgers some daggone help. I've never seen it. I've never seen this type of stuff happen in my life. And the fact of the matter that they don't want to give up a, I would say a second round, even a third for Fuller. It's beyond me. The fact that they haven't even filled up the first-round pick for Stephon Gilmore, that would free us up from the Kevin King contract. So then we're not yep. worried about having to pay these guys. I mean, it, 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 it's simple. It's simple. You trade. If you trade, man, you can easily get Clay Matthews off of free agency. That'll fortify the daggone defensive line. Uh, you can put him back on the line, put Preston Smith at linebacker. If you didn't like, because I don't like President Smith on the line. I think he's lazy. I don't think he has the, the testicular fortitude. I love that phrase. To actually get yep. a gun up front when it matters. I think that the Packers are soft. I think that they're, they're, they're defense. I think it's the talent around them. I, I don't want to blame Mike Payton. Actually, I am going to blame him. Because you know what? Jimmy Garoppolo only threw eight times last year. And they still beat us. Uh, Kirk Cousins threw 14 times, Bill, and beat us. That's on yep. the coach. And the fact of the matter is this, man. We got guys that are in that in that uh, that offensive, uh, not offensive, the front office that are weak-minded. They are used to mediocre, and they want to steal our money. And the only thing as the fans that we can do is sit back and take it. But you don't have to. You don't, you can stop spending with them. Stop buying anything from them. Memorabilia, anything. We have to hit them in their pockets. If they don't want to do for us, and we're supposed to be the only team that's ran by the fans, and they don't want to listen to the fans, we have to cut them off. I'm sick and tired of the Packers being cheapskate and being bummed. They're making us look bad, and I'm embarrassed to call myself a Packer fan today if they do not make a daggone deal. They have to get something done, Bill. I'm sorry for yelling all up in here, but they got to get something done today. Today is the day yep. that we show them the new Packer way. Get somebody. Uh, get I would love to see him do it. I would love to see him do it. I completely agree with you. Appreciate the phone call. He drops off. You get on board, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Let's go to Kevin listening to us in Madison on the zone. Kevin, how, 
Oh, Kevin dropped. There you go, Kevin. We were going to get you in. Uh, got a lot of emails here uh, and tweets here. Uh, just a lot of consternation. Some people just say you got to get it done. You got to go out and do it right now. What are you waiting for? Uh, this one is from Mark. Says I agree. Second round is a little bit high for a guy who's likely only going to be here for six games. Uh, Omar says you got to go do it. What is the price of putting on a championship? Um, this one is from uh, RJ who says, why would you not go and get this guy if it betters your chances at winning a championship now? What are you going to do with that second-round draft choice? Trade it up or trade it down anyway? Get rid of this guy. Go Get rid of this guy. Get rid of the pick for this guy and go out and get it done. Um, today, today, I'll pay. Today. There, there you go. Uh, Smoking a Pipe says, this is what happens when you pass on other wide receivers. The team knew you were desperate, and now they're going to take advantage of you. Fire Goody right now. Um Willie says if uh, Goody didn't take a wide receiver in the draft that was loaded for far less, he sure as heck won't give up a first or second or even a third round for Fuller. Stupid is as stupid does. Uh, this one's from Alt Packer fan, I, I, or excuse me, Atlanta Packer fan, says if Packers don't make a move to get better, and after looking at this past draft, do you, if you're Aaron Rodgers, ask for a trade? Because it appears that the Packers have no interest in going all out for a championship while he's still there. Um... This is from Daddy, who says, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers should be a little bit PO'd. They had good wide receivers in the draft. They didn't go get them. Now they're looking at a good wide receiver in trades, and they're not going to go get them. They're going to try to bolster their defense. They may make a move, but I don't think they're going to make the move. Um, this one's from Lulu, who says, guarantee this is what happens. They find a wide receiver off of somebody's practice squad and sign him and say he is going to be the answer and the opposite to Devontae Adams. Same old Packers, never going to do anything, not spending on my, not spending any of my money on another damn jersey to hell with them. There is no tomorrow. So there you go. That's it. So, yeah, tomorrow we're going to look back at the moves that went down in the NFL trade deadline, and we're going to be talking hopefully about a Packers move. Maybe not. Ben Lindsay, a pro football focus, going to be here. Marcus Eversall from our conversations uh, up at the Fan in Green Bay. And former NFL head coach, Fox Sports analyst, Dave Wanstead, going to be here to talk some NFL and to talk some uh, college football as well. Love Wani. Got him on the show tomorrow. Until then, time for us to go. Have a going. There is no tomorrow. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.